0: Well, hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today for this week's episode. My name is Akai B. McCoy, and I am your host, and this is The Christian Therapist. I do want you to know that anything that I share on this podcast is for educational purposes only and not meant to be a replacement for therapy with a licensed mental health professional. All right, stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy So today, everyone, I have a special guest. Her name is Carissa Williams, and Carissa is a registered yoga teacher, certified clinical hypnotherapist, and a licensed professional counselor. During her formal education, she sought out other modalities of healing that could not be offered from traditional talk therapy. As a result, she has since completed certifications in Reiki Levels 1 and 2, Theta Healing, became a certified intuitive counselor. And while in India in 2016, she received a certificate in mystical healing. Carissa believes that when working with groups and or individuals, the most important job is to guide them to their personal truths. She aims to assist individuals in releasing the expectations that attempt to suffocate them daily. While using traditional and non-traditional modalities of healing, she seeks to help the whole person become whole again. Let us begin. So, Carissa, thank you, thank you so much for agreeing to do this with me today. I am so honored to have you as a guest today and tell me right now how are you
1: doing? I am doing well, and thank you so much for having me. so excited to um talk here and talk to everybody and spread some yoga knowledge.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that, and I know that they're ready to hear it. So I'm going to get right into it and I'm gonna start off with our first question. Can you tell us? Um, How did you get into doing yoga?
1: Well, when I first started thinking about yoga was years and years ago, and I always made jokes to everybody like, oh, I'm going to be a yogi. Um, I really, I'm going to do this. And everybody's like, okay, okay, sure. And so then um, I started taking a few classes at the YMCA and things like that, and it never really fully resonated with me until a few years ago, I finally took another class with one of my coworkers. She's a social worker. She was able, she took a therapeutic yoga training and she was able to come in and talk about all the benefits of yoga and bringing yoga props and making it more accessible to you. So if your body isn't able to do this, how can you do this? If you can't fold, holding a block, bringing the ground up to you. And so she just made it so simple where going to gym classes was something that had never, you know, occurred to me. No one had ever told me about that. And so it made it more accessible. Then I bought a Groupon. Literally the next day, I got a Groupon for a a studio that was in my area and I just immediately took off and did I think about 60 yoga classes in 60 days because it was the group hunt and I went like every single day because I was just like I'm gonna be a yogi and I just absolutely loved it and turned you know got a membership and was going actively and you know quite often and it was able to help me grow my practice pretty quickly just being able to go to yoga um pretty often a couple times a week.
0: Wow, you said sixty and sixty days. Yeah, That's a lot.
1: So <laughs> like I was just like, oh, I just I just wanted to be so immersed in it. And so I just, you know, I just went, I took every class that, you know, I felt that I was able to and I tried out classes that I realized while I was in them. Oh, this is not for me. <laughs> but I wanted to see what yoga would be best for me. Okay. So when you
0: talk about the prop, you mentioned props and, and things of that nature. Can you explain what do you mean by
1: that and what would be the what would be the use of the props? Well, there's different props in yoga. Um, The most common would be the blocks where if you go into a yoga studio, if you go to an actual yoga studio, they will have these little foam type of blocks. Sometimes they're made out of cork, but they help you bring the ground to you. So if you're bending forward and you can't reach the ground all the way, you can just bring the block there and you'll have your hand there. So it's important to bring the ground up to you. If you're sitting there and your knees are bent and you can't fold your legs all the way, you can always put the prop under your knees so that you can be more comfortable. And that's the same way with the, um, yoga bolster, which is like this huge pillow and most yoga studios have them and you can sit on them. It helps your hips or you can, you know, lay on them. And so it helps you be more comfortable during yoga instead of having just you in the mat.
0: Oh, okay. Because one of the things that kind of concern me, I have issues with my back and Mm -hmm. I do want to do yoga, but you know, not only that, the fact is I'm a big girl, you know, plus I'm tall and I've never found a yoga class that started off with me in mind it almost seemed like it was these flexible skinny little people that you know <laughs> could do yoga and i couldn't do that so it intimidated me and i just avoided
1: it Exactly. You speak on that a little bit? Oh, 100% because I'm definitely not at all, you know, what you would see as your typical yogi. I know sometimes when I tell people, oh, I'm a yoga teacher, and they go, oh, you like, you like yoga? And I'm like, no, I actually went through a whole, you know, training and it still surprises people. And I've gone into, even when I went into my yoga teacher training, you know, I was, you know, unsure if it would be okay for someone in my body type, you know, my body to come in as a big girl. And would it be accessible for me? Would I be able to do that? But I took a, um, therape- a therapeutic yoga teacher training. And so was able to show people don't have to always be on the floor. They can, you know, learn different things. They can learn to do a, you know, wall class. They can do it in a chair. You can use these props, anything to make it available to you. If you if you don't have the stability in your core that you can do that, you can learn all these different skills to actually make yoga more accessible to you instead of just going in and trying to, you know, make your body fit in with the style the teacher is teaching. A lot of teachers have learned to make things more, you know, available and more accessible to people. But if they haven't, there's a lot of people out there who are teaching it more accessible so that you could go into the room with confidence that, hey, although they may not be teaching me this, I can go in and know that, okay, well, I know how to keep my body safe.
0: Wow, that's incredible information, and it's good information for people to hear because I know that I'm not the only one listening, you know, or hearing about this right now that have been at one point in time and said, you know what, I can't do that, I can't move that way, I can't do that, and I may never be able to get that. Not only that, I'm not that flexible, <laughs> right, to be able to do what they're doing, and
1: I'm like that don't make sense to me. <laughs> so. I always say it's just like everything doesn't have to look Instagram perfect. Oh, <laughs> yes. a lot of times, you know, a lot of times you just see people's perfect Instagram pictures of them doing some perfect thing, but you don't see the lead up. You don't see the practice of it. Yoga is a practice, so you have to continuously practice. So sometimes you can practice and you can build strength or you can build flexibility, to allow you to get to a posture or some posture just might not be accessible for you because of your body style because of that. But a lot of times you just have to work and not, you know, get caught up in every anyone else's progress just like it you know anything else in life yoga is the same way
0: wow okay well thank you for clearing that up for us and actually that goes into my next question can you talk about some of the known myths myths about yoga and can you give us the facts
1: (laughs) definitely i would say again one of the biggest biggest miss coming into yoga is that you have to be tiny you have to be petite gotta have your you know cool hot pink yoga pants and you know make sure <laughs> you look cool cool picture on instagram but again especially it's so many different studios especially in atlanta there's so many studios that are you know tailored to different types of people everyone can do yoga, everybody can find something accessible, there's multiple classes where there's restorative, where if you can't do a very physical practice, there is a practice of you relaxing, you know, working on your breath, working on meditation, those type of things, because yoga does not always have to be the physical practice, it doesn't always have to be the asana, so it's not always, oh, I'm going to go stand on my head for an hour in class, that's not true, oh. there Classes where you hold postures, where you can work on the, you know, the muscle connectivity. You can work on your strength. You can do those things. There's so many types of yoga. You just have to go out and seek it. Of course, when you're at the gym and you're like, oh, well, I'm already, a, you know, a member of this gym. Let me just go and take their yoga class. But a lot of times, those yoga classes are more for, focused on something very, very physical and not something more internal because it's already at a gym. So of course, they're gonna say, hey, let's let's go. To, you know, we're gonna sweat here, and you don't actually. Have have to do that in yoga there's many yoga classes where you can go and you're laying up under your blanket most of the time and you're just like well i'm going to turn to this side i'm going to turn to that side and it's really working on that mental part of you and it doesn't always have to be the physical part great
0: information carissa very good information um is there any other myths that you are aware of that you hear people you know question you about when it comes to doing yoga
1: Yes, um, people always are concerned if yoga is always a very spiritual practice. And for some people, yoga is not a physical, you know, like it doesn't have to be a spiritual practice where you have to be Hindu. Although it did come from that, it does not have to be that for everyone. A lot of people have a lot of different religions within yoga. There's, you know, there's a vast majority of people who are not, you know, of that faith everyone can do yoga it doesn't seem um you know summon demons (laughs) onto the thing I've, i've been seeing a couple articles that have been going around about that actually where people have been really really concerned about oh if i'm doing yoga it's going to be you know summoning something to the earth or something where it's just like well this is a physical practice or it can be a spiritual practice for you but it can also be tailored into your own um spiritual practice i know of someone who's a yoga teacher outside of atlanta and she is a christian yoga teacher so it doesn't mean mean that, you know, you can't still practice yoga and be within any faith. And I think that's a really big misconception that, oh, you're going to go there and they're going to be teaching you something different and it's going to be outside your realm of reality. Well, what you can do is just tailor yoga to you. You can have yoga tailored to, you know, whatever spiritual belief system that you are a part of, whatever type of yoga you can do, whatever physical yoga, mental yoga. You can take a yoga that is fully about, um, you know, mental health wellness. It can be something about your spirituality. It can be whatever you need. You can tailor yoga to you because it has changed since coming from the East, coming to the West. So you can find a yoga practice that definitely fits in, you know, fits into with your belief system, without feeling like you're doing something outside of your norm? I
0: definitely am glad that you have clarified that because I was one of those people that um, read something that made me question whether or not it was right for me to do. I am of the Christian faith and so you know my thing is is anything that I do I am not doing anything that has to do with it's not Spirituality for me is right. doing it because it helps with the mental health, and that is in our faith as well. You know, getting um, a handle on your mental health. Yeah, and that has nothing to do with spirituality. I I know where I'm at, and that's not why I'm going. <laughs> I'm going for another reason. So, good for you to clarify that for people that might have questioned that.
1: Definitely. I know that's a big concern to, for people, but it definitely, it just depends on what style of yoga you're going to. And most of the yoga that you're going to at studios or gym are not going to have a very heavy religious you know, undertone to it. That is not a norm within that certain you know, ashrams and things like that. Yes, they have that spiritual undertone, but most people are just trying to get people mentally able to handle what's going on in our world from day to day and not necessarily saying, hey, you have to join this And you have to join this and practice our, you know, specific spiritual belief system. Just like in the world, you meet people who are all different religions and we're doing, you know, different things in the world.
0: Right. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. So do you offer yoga as a form of treatment in your business, in your practice? I I understand that you're a a licensed therapist. So is that, do you you include those? And what population do you actually serve?
1: Yes, I do do a combination of using yoga with um, working with mental health. I'm working with a private practice at the moment. So a lot of times people are coming in with a lot of depression, anxiety, or just kind of stuck in life, kind of figuring out what the next step is, what do I need to do, so I definitely incorporate the breath a lot, I don't do as much um, physical practice sometimes, because some people are, you know, obviously not prepared to say, oh, we're going to do a physical practice today, but I definitely encourage other people to, you know, if you want to do something more physical, if you want to learn how to ground yourself, so I teach them those type of things, so I teach them yoga, elements but not necessarily the full practice we wouldn't spend a whole therapeutic session you know leading them through a practice but teaching them how to tune into their breath um, teaching them how to ground themselves especially when you have a lot of anxiety you're feeling like oh I'm all over the place so teaching them okay well let's feel your feet beneath you let's focus on your breath and do those things so I don't necessarily do a full physical practice but definitely and bring in all of those elements just to make them feel like they have a, another coping seal, some um, area of containment when they're dealing with a lot of emotions.
0: Okay. Um, do you have a certain population uh, that you serve?
1: I usually work with people that are dealing with a lot of depression or anxiety or just, okay. you know, life stage changes.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Um, do you see much of a change or a trend when it comes to the people that are turning to yoga?
1: I think that it is. It's, it seems like there's been a, such a change because of the different teachers that are coming out. I think that more people are becoming more confident in becoming teachers. So you're seeing so many different types of teachers, which is encouraging people. When people see me, they go, "Oh, wow." a big black woman is a yoga teacher. That means <laughs> I yoga or people, you know, so that really does encourage people. And that was one of the reasons when I became a yoga teacher that I was like, you know, this is important for me to do this. It's important for me to share this, even though it's helping me, I want to be able to help other people and encourage them to do things. So I definitely think it's broadening who is coming out to classes and just knowing that you don't have to be so nervous because you can keep yourself safe during yoga, especially if you kind of checked out which studio you're going to what style it is I think it's encouraging just so many different types of people are coming out and doing yoga now
0: wow and, and I have to admit <laughs> when um um ebony told me about you mm-hmm. and i I looked up your website I'm like yes yeah where's, <laughs> where's she located I want to go to her <laughs>
1: right I,
0: I also saw somebody in um on YouTube you know and she was more of a full figured woman who does yoga and i can't I can't remember where she's at but I think when I first saw that, I'm like, oh, I would follow her videos just because she's of my body
1: size. Yeah. It's so much more helpful. Yes, it is. So when I first started doing yoga and I got on Instagram and I would just like hashtag like plus size yoga or big girl yoga and you would see all these women pop up and it was just like oh look what they're doing that's amazing one day I may be able to do this or I see that they're doing something where you would see somebody else say oh stick your hip out this way and it's like oh no you have a belly so turn your side this one it's like oh I can do it now yes yes you start to learn something different whereas you see you know predominantly if you you know if you're looking in yoga hashtags you're not going to see anybody that looks like you but when you do you're like oh look what they're doing they're doing something different look how they're holding their body I know I can do yoga now because I understand how my body is different from you know how they're stereotypically putting out there and I can do something different and that's amazing and I can do yoga without it having to look you know like somebody else's yoga
0: it really is amazing and actually that kind of leads me to my next question actually Mm -hmm. and and that is in what way do you believe you are serving your community with offering your services your yoga services
1: for me, it definitely is getting out and getting in touch with people who yoga is like, I still get surprised when people are like, oh, I've never been to yoga. And I'm like, oh my God, you don't know what you're missing. Go <laughs> to yoga. Because I just want people to be able to have that connection to themselves. So I'm teaching yoga out of a studio right now. It's in like the Decatur, Latonia area. And of course in that area, there's no yoga studio outside of the gym. So I enjoy being able to bring in people and say oh I've never done yoga I'm scared and I'm like oh it's okay I got you and being able to make a yoga class tailored to that person so they can say oh you know what yoga is not this big scary thing where they're going to come in and harm me and so I just really enjoy being able to do that to just have people connect to themselves whatever that means if you come to restorative and I just lead you into relaxation and you're like oh my god I haven't been this relaxed One of the one someone told me that oh your yoga class is like a big hug and I'm like yay (laughs) You know, instead of thinking like, oh, your yoga kids made me so hard, um, you know, I was sweating so hard and it was such a physical practice for me. It's just like, okay, I want people to feel like they're, you know, always loved. And so with yoga, I want people to, you know, that you get that connection with yourself. It's really about you. It's really about your breath. So it's just like, that's what I want to give the community in doing yoga. It's just like, oh, I can connect to myself and make better decisions just from being, you know, aware of myself instead of just Kind of being all over
0: the place. Oh yes, oh yes, yes, yes. And and when you're as a therapist yourself, and I I know you talked about this briefly about doing it in your practice, but do you ever actually collaborate with other therapists and doing like supplements to their therapy? Are you do people refer to you to do yoga, and do you
1: ever do any type of workshops or collaborations with therapists? I have, you know, been asked by therapists to get the information. So they have referred people to come to my class and someone recently asked about, you know, doing individual sessions with one of their clients. So I'm definitely open to that because I always want people to have all the options of healing that's available to them. So that's something that I've done. And recently I um, scheduled an event on December 9th, which is going to combine hypnotherapy with um, restorative practice. So it's going to be creating just kind of a, a state of calm for you. Everybody's going to be, you know, a little, a little bit all over the place because the holidays coming in, the new year, knowing oh, what we're yes. doing for 2019. So I wanted to create a space where people can come in, be open, share something that they want to change in their lives, and then just be led through a practice that helps them shift where that negative mindset is and shift into something more positive. So that's coming up, and that's going to be really a really good offering that I want to give to the community.
0: So if you had to give them some information that you really want them to take away from this, what information would you like to share with them when they are considering starting yoga?
1: I would definitely say start with a beginner yoga class. Go in, let come a little early, let the teacher know, because sometimes when we're nervous, we don't want to go early. We're like, I'm just going to show up when they're ready for the class to start. You know, most studios say show up 15 minutes beforehand. So show up 15 minutes before, beforehand. Let the teacher know, hey, I'm new to yoga. I might have this injury or I don't think that I'm flexible. I just want to let you know what's going on with me. Because a lot of teachers will say, hey, I might instruct you to do something. If it's painful in your body, don't do it. Or give you some other tips to keep you safe during it. So make sure that you have a really good discussion with the yoga teacher ahead of time. And most of the times they're able to let you know what's going on. They know what's going on with you instead of you just kind of trailing in, in the back and hiding in the back. All just right. let them know. So sometimes the teacher will be able to come over and say, Hey, instead of doing this, do this, come over and do this. So I think this is really important to just go ahead and establish that relationship. And even if you're fearful, just go in and say, Hey, I'm new to yoga. Um, can you tell me anything you know that I need to know or is this class going to be appropriate for me a lot of times you can just go on the calendars of yoga studios and it shows that this is a beginner friendly class and then show up ask questions and you know keep yourself safe if they do something that you know that you absolutely can't do it's okay it's not embarrassing it's more embarrassing to hurt yourself trying to press through because of your ego of saying I don't want them to know that I'm new so Mm -hmm. that's more of embarrassing and more embarrassment for you
0: well, Carissa, I would be that one that comes in and sits in the back.
1: <laughs> I understand because I used to do it as well. And it was just like, somebody should have said, Carissa, just go and tell the teacher you're new and that you don't know what you're doing and it's okay. Right, right. <laughs> they, new people come to class all the time and they're going to say, okay, you're new to yoga. Let me tell you what to do. Sometimes they do ask. But it's always good to just go ahead and ask a few questions ahead of time. Like, hey, I'm new. Sometimes my knee does a weird thing. And sometimes my lower back doesn't feel good. And they can just go ahead and say, hey, stay right there. I'll pay attention to you. And that's a lot more help because you know that that teacher is in collaboration with you.
0: Oh, yes, because I've, I've done things and I've been to a yoga before and I that lay flat on your back thing. And then I end up the few, next few days, my back hurts so bad because I know that laying flat on my back was not right for me. So, you know, that you just gave me the freedom to say, hey, go early, that's what you need
1: to do. That's good information. That is really important. A lot of, they they have yoga um, therapeutic classes where that is an issue. Laying on the people's back is a very hard issue. You can always bend your knees. You can, you know you can turn over onto your side, you can put your legs up on a bolster, you can put a blanket underneath your lower back. So there's a lot of things that you can do to keep yourself safe in yoga. So it's not a painful experience for you, right. especially, you know, days later, because who wants to come back to yoga when you're like, okay, well, I was miserable for four days after that.
0: Right. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I'm just, I'm thinking, man, I wish I had a bonus, <laughs> you know, spoke up. I really... Wish I had spoke up before. I would just again pride was in the middle. So mm-hmm. <laughs> So when your your event is coming up on December the ninth in Decatur. Mm-hmm. Um tell me a little bit more about that as far as specifics dates, times and things like that.
1: Well, it is December 9th at one thirty to 3 p.m. So it's just going to be an hour and 30 minutes It's called deep rest. So it's going to become combining hypnotherapy. And a lot of people are new, like, okay, well, it's hypnotherapy. So it'll definitely teach people kind of the intro to hypnotherapy. And then we'll kind of get together as a class to rewrite our current thought patterns where we're kind of like, okay, well, I'm feeling sad about this. So we're going to go through that process. I might give out a little worksheet that says, "Okay, well what are your current th- thought patterns that you want to shift?" And then we'll work together to shift those patterns into something more positive. Then I'll take all that positivity that everyone has said in the room and I'll create just a script right there on the spot and leading everybody through a restorative practice. So, getting a very comfortable restorative practice where you're laying down, maybe you're on the bolster, maybe you're on your side, maybe you're slightly sitting up, whatever it is that you need and then leading them through this, you know, script that we write Together, it's a collaboration. Definitely a collaboration. So getting this script together to let us know that we have all these connections, we have all of this, and we're gonna, you know, get together to shift these things that we don't want to in our lives. And at the end of that, I'm going to record that, and I'm going to send it out to everybody because it's always good with hypnotherapy to keep listening to that script to help you, you know, c- continue to do the work. So that's well, what I'm going to do a part of that.
0: Well, I'm sure they can um, find an information on your website. And I'm going to, you're going to give that information in a moment as well. Um, But can you talk a little bit about um, how you help women in the community with your other um, business, the Blue Lotus?
1: yes I'm co-founder of Blue Lotus Wellness I have a a business partner and what one of the main focuses that we've been working on this year we have a lot of group um, events for women and we just love working with women because we like if women heal then we heal the world so that's really important for us so we do a lot of that so a lot of women we just get together we usually do it at a yoga studio that I teach out of on you know Saturdays or Sundays just depending on everyone's schedule and we post that online of course when we have that so we get together talk Talking about different spiritual things, just your different people's connection. Everyone is of different faith, so we just kind of get together and talk about whatever our connection is in the world and how that affects us. How if we heal, what it heals in other people, and just kind of we're a mirror to each other. Because a lot of times in the world, we're just like, oh, this is the, I'm the only person that this is happening to when no one else could ever feel that. So it's definitely being an active mirror of being, well, this person next to you has had a similar experience. And so many times in our circle, of people have been like, ah, I never thought anybody else felt that way no one else has ever said that to me, no one has ever been that, so it's, like, really important for us to help people establish connection in the community, because once you feel connected to a group of people, you want to go out and have that connection with other people, and people have noticed that their, their openness to share with other people in the world has changed from just being in circles, so I think that women gathering in the circle is, like, one of the most important things, because we heal so much, and we can just go on, we can heal children, we can heal our husbands, we can heal, heal whoever when we go out into the world, so, i think it's really really important for women to gather
0: well that is great too to know and understand that you actually are out there helping in the community in that way um heal our community heal the the world so exactly um so tell the listeners how they can connect with you if they want to connect with you after hearing this podcast
1: well you can find me on instagram at rissa r-i-s-s-a the professional hippie and I also have a website, which is rissatheprofessionalhippie.com. And also my business email, um, not email, <laughs> my business website would be bluelotusatl.com. So you can reach me on both. And I'm pretty active in posting on my social media, any events, anything that's coming up, I always post.
0: Well, I will definitely make sure that those websites are in the show notes. So if people are really wanting to connect, they can, and they can also be aware of your up Coming December the 9th event. And again, I just want to say thank you so much for agreeing to do this. I mean, it takes a lot of time sometimes to, you know, set aside time to even talk about this, but it's good information. And I'm so grateful
1: to you for doing this. And thank you again for having me. And it was no problem. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, we'll be talking soon. Thanks a lot, Carissa.
0: Thank you. I hope you really enjoyed this episode and if you did enjoy it and you want to leave a comment on Anchor, please do so with a voice message and also feel free to leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. All ratings are a benefit to us and it lets us know what you think about each episode. If you wish to get in contact with your host, Akayami McCoy, you can reach her on Twitter at Listens. That's A-K-I-A-M-I-L-I-S-T-E-N-S. You can also find me on social media, Facebook, at Life Counseling Transitions, and on my website at www.life-counseling-transitions.com. Until the next time, good mental health and good spiritual health.